0: He says, I've made you in my image and in my likeness. How much more does he want us to be? Mm, allow our lives to be molded by our own choices like him? What beautiful comfort. What kind of a God is this? Right? That He says, I'm always with you. Incredible. What kind of a gift is this? Never take it for granted. Never take this for granted at all. Because we have this beautiful gift in the man, Christ Jesus. He's always with us. And then He says, Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. In other words, He's saying, Listen, Sometimes I have to redirect you, but this should be comfort to you because I love you. I'm not going to just let you fall into that ditch because I love you. I'm going to speak to you and it may be a correction, but it's because I love you too much to leave you where you were going down that wrong path. I love you too much. A true father is going to discipline his children. A hireling is not. Someone that's just hired for the job and they're in it for a paycheck is not going to care that much about what happens to their work, to their field, and to what they've been entrusted to. But a father is going to have everything invested because it's seed from their seed. It's who they are. Well, we are seed from the heavenly father's seed. We are his. We're his. We belong to him. Everything within us. And so your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Wow, right? Laying down our will for the will of God day by day, moment by moment if necessary. Hallelujah. And then we get to verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Think about that. You've got Enemies all around, but the Lord says, but I'm preparing a table before you, and your enemies will see the favor of God on your life. You know, there, you, may have, you may have enemies. You may have people that mock you, ridicule you for your faith. You may have family members that don't understand and think that you have literally, you are in a cult. You have just, you know, you have just stepped over into some la-la weird land. I don't know. I, I'm concerned. And there are people that actually come to me and tell me that that their families are giving them a hard time, you know, um, because of the glory and everything that happens, the healings and such. And And it's so different from what they're used to, that they're giving them a hard time and they're saying, this is not of God. Are you kidding me right now? How sad is that statement? But it's true. There are people that are being harassed by family members. They're being harassed. They're being persecuted by family members. But let me tell you, in the presence of your enemies, now, the enemy being the spirit spirit of, of evil in the presence of of your enemies, the Lord says, I'm preparing this beautiful banqueting table. In other words, I'm going to shine my favor upon you that everyone's going to see. Oh, they're favored of God. Well, that joy no one can take from them. What's up with them? Why have they changed so? How are they so strong? What changed in their life? How come before they used to be a mess, today they were like this, tomorrow they're up and down, up and down. What changed? Now they're strengthened. Now they're fortified. Now they believe God. Now they expect from God. Now they've seen the power of God and they will not settle for anything Less. What's changed in the presence of your enemies? God is preparing a table before you. God is preparing that table. So the Lord is preparing this table and the table has been prepared and I'm seated at this table. I'm seated at this and I'm enjoying the delights from this table. You're enjoying the delights from his table. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God says, in you, I have put everything in you. He says, I've already put in you eternity. He says, I've established you. I have established you with my right arm. You are mine. You are mine. Hallelujah. you recouped. It says You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Hallelujah. You anoint my head with oil, Lord God, to the overflow, the oil of gladness. I've got the oil of gladness inside of me. I've got the oil... Pastor Vijay, you have the oil of gladness, and it's flowing over. It's flowing out. It's contagious. It's an overflowing oil of gladness. Hallelujah. Somebody go, wow, it must be, it must, everything must be so perfect in his life. Just so perfect in his life. See, that's why. Well, yeah, if you knew what I had to deal with, you wouldn't be jumping up and down like that. Yeah, well, if you knew what I had to go through, you wouldn't be so happy. Really? Stop listening to the wrong voice because the louder, well, the more pain, the louder your praise, right? The more pain, the more difficulty, the louder your praise should be. Let your praise be louder than your pain. I've told you that over and over and over. Let your praise be louder than your pain. Why? Because you're telling the devil, devil, I serve you notice today. I serve you notice. There is no going back into the woes of life. only going forward in the victory that God has already purchased for me he anoints my head with oil my cup overflows your cup overflows it's a choice say it's a choice it's a choice to rejoice it's a choice let everything that has breath praise the Lord let everything that has breath we're gonna have we have breath so we're gonna praise the Lord amen you know, even when don't, we don't have breath here on earth, we're, we're going to be, because we're spirit beings, we're going to be in heaven worshiping him anyway as a spirit being. We're going to be casting our crowns before him. We're going to be saying, holy, holy, holy. And with the angels, we're going to just gather around. Holy, holy, holy. Don't think that your praise stops here on earth. Your praise doesn't stop here on earth. Isn't that a beautiful thing? We, we're going to, for eternity, we're going to worship him. For eternity means we're never going to stop. And I'm excited about that because I love to worship him. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely mercy, which is His unfailing, unfailing, steadfast covenant of love. Surely mercy, his unfailing, steadfast covenant of love. God is a covenant-keeping God. He says, my covenants with you I will not break. And he says, it's my mercy over your life. My mercy of love over your life. It's not going to be broken. It's not going to be... Surely goodness and mercy. When you see anything contrary to goodness and mercy, you need to look at that thing right in the eye and say, mm, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Because it's surely goodness the goodness of God, surely mercy, the mercy of God that's going to cover me and that's going to follow me. And not just for one day, but for every day, every day of all the days of my life. Amen? See, when you have someone that is happy in the Lord, joyful in the Lord, knows that they are blessed in the Lord, happy means blessed, Blessed in the Lord. When you know you have somebody that is so understands their position of, I'm God's anointed and I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing, then regardless of external circumstances, nothing can get them down. They're going to rejoice and worship him no matter what. And that's the heart of God, that we praise him in all things, that we rejoice always and that in all things continually, continually, we are rejoicing and giving him thanks and praise. Right? Amen? Continually. Amen. And, you know, you just can't stay down when you do that. You can't stay down. And that's part of, I think, why God has instructed for us to do that. You can't stay down when you follow God's precepts, his laws, right, his ways. All the days, all the days, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord. Psalm 27:4. one thing. This is the one thing, oh, God. It's like, it's like you know how when people die? They're like, oh, what was their last word? It's kind of important. What was their last word? Well, what was the last thing they said? That one thing, which is their last word that they said, we all want to know, what was the last thing they said? Did they they say anything? But here it says, one thing that I have desired of the Lord. In other words, it, it doesn't matter everything else. What is the one most important thing? Like, what is their last word? What is the one most important thing that you desire? Well... He says, David said, one thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek him, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple, in his secret, in the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. One thing I have desired, one thing I've asked, one thing I've asked, one thing I've searched out, and that is I would seek, I would inquire, I would dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence. In his presence. That's the one thing. And this is what David the psalmist was writing, the most important thing in my heart. Now, David lived a full life. He made many mistakes, but he was also forgiven of them all. He also did a lot of good things. Known as one that was after the heart of God, he was after God's heart. He was one like God. God loved his heart. He loved God. He was passionate. He was a worshiper, but he was also a warrior. David, very colorful life, filled with ups and downs. You read through the book of Psalms and you see some of the hard, hard things he's written. You can feel the pain. And if you've gone through any amount of pain yourself, you can relate. You say, wow, I can feel that pain because I've been there. But David never stopped worshiping and praising the Lord. He said, this one thing I desire, this one thing I seek, in spite of everything that I thought was so important to me, in spite of everything that I used to think had so much weight on my life and upon my heart. But this one thing I understand now that is the most important thing, is is that my eyes would seek him that i would search for him that i would continually find myself hidden in him in the sanctuary of my heart that's what god desires for each and every one of us today that we would walk in that way that we would say yes father god if there's any place in my heart any place in my life that i have allowed worry fear distractions to have that place in my heart. No, Lord, you want 100%, not 90%. You want 100% of my heart, not just a portion of it. If there is any worry or dis- anything that's really, it's it's fighting against the attention God wants, the desire that, and the attention he deserves, and the desire that should be all fully him. If there's anything that's that's contending against that, that's warring against that. Right now is a great time for you to say, Lord, forgive me. I don't want to walk like that. Who said, I never said I wanted an 80% Christianity. Even when you say that, it sounds ridiculous. I never was okay with a 90%, 99%, I want 100% in. And if I could give more, I want to give more. If 110 is, is valid, then I'm going to give 110 we want to give him everything. We want to give him everything, our whole heart. We're talking about, our, we're not talking about finances right now. Of course, it could involve that. We're talking about your heart. Give him your heart, give him every area, everything.